You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another interesting episode of Ask Drone You. As always, my name is Paul. And as always, my name's Rob. Super glad to be back in this chair hanging out with you guys. Thank you for listening and spending a few minutes of your day with us. Appreciate it very much. Yes, thank you for being here. And sorry we have been absent for about a month now. Uh, We are in the middle of a move. Still have a few more weeks to go. We uh, also had our experience training, which, uh, you know, we haven't done a lot of back-to-back trainings, you know, the mapping training, then the experience training. So we've been on the road, actually, for quite some time. And before we go back into the regular scheduled questions and whatnot for these shows, we wanted to kind of just go over the experience training, what we loved about it, uh, really showcase some of the students' work, too. uh, Because, frankly, Rob, I think it was one of those trainings that uh, created experiences and memories for life. Yeah, and relationships. I am very grateful that I got to be a part of it, at least for most of it. I didn't get to be there at the very end, but... Um, man, it was a great time. Great guys. Absolutely loved every single one of them. Yeah. No, actually, it was a phenomenal group of people, frankly. It was. A, a really good group of people. Yeah, very diverse in terms of, I don't know, just backgrounds and personalities, but everybody was cool. Mm-hmm. And everybody got along. Everybody was respectful. Because we were in a house together. I think one of the, I think, I don't know who it was. I'd have to look back at it. And somebody made the point, you know, it might have been nice to have done dinner out a couple times just to kind of get away from the house. That's probably a really good point because it was a full week. Uh, I'm Although Hawaiian Brian was amazing. <laughs> yeah, so at the experience training, we had this enormously beautiful home. We're going to show some photos and videos of it here thanks to our editor of intertwining the video over the show. But it was an amazing home, about eight bedrooms right off Lake McQueenie in Texas. And we had this caterer, uh, Hawaiian Brian was his name, and he did not disappoint when it came to either touring us on boats or also feeding us with his gumbo or bolognese or he made... I love the bolognese. uh, Made a couple of key lime pies for us. Yeah, all because of PJ. (laughs) Baby PJ. Um, But overall, you know, it's funny. I, I read that review. So we have all the surveys back from the training, all the feedback. Very happy, actually, with the feedback, frankly. Um, but one of the things that uh, was mentioned, as Rob put, was, you know, hey, let's do food out a couple times. I get that, Rob. But also, you know, there were uh, that training was 14 hours a day for us instructors because we're answering questions the entire time. Like there were so many times that before and after dinner, I would pull up my computer, plug it into the big screen and just start showing people editing certain deliverables and going over certain things. And I feel like in the travel time to go out, you kind of lose that. So maybe one night in the middle of the week or something just to break it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hear you. No, there was a lot of value, I think, just in the midst of eating or, you know, people would be eating and kind of going over their notes or maybe working on a little bit of editing while they're kind of chomping on a sandwich or yeah. whatever. It was just a very much a kind of a working meal week. 
frankly, I think it was one of the trainings that we need to do more of because even the people who were involved were asking, when are we going to do this again? Because they wanted to do the training again. And this was the first experience training that we've ever had where we've got everyone on site, instructors and students included. We've got the most classes back to back, you know, aerial photography, aerial videography, close proximity flights, subject tracking, rapid ortho mosaics, business systems, acquiring clients um, from one of our good, uh, well-known instructors, Jake, who went over how he has clients with MTV. I think actually that was the one of the highest rated uh, presentations on the survey. He did a great job. He's he's just done some really cool things with his work and with his photography, which he does a lot of with his drone, but also a lot of groundwork. Actually, it was really great timing because he just is transitioning. I think it's official now. No, I know it is that he is now the uh, PR director slash social media director, whatever you want to call it, at mm -hmm. North Las Vegas Fire Department. So it was a perfect time for him to kind of explain his background. I mean, he's fireman and fireman in the military and then fireman in North Las Vegas. And now he's moving into videography, photography for the fire department, essentially. I mean, it's bigger than that, but yeah. that's pretty cool to have him share all of his experiences. You know, and, and Rob, those, those traits that you really um, take on as a firefighter that care for others, that mm -hmm. unabridged care, that, um, you know, the Sacrificial. call. Yes, that call to service. It shows in the way that he instructs people because he was also, he took time to go way beyond his presentation going over how he uses really specific shots in his videos, like the dolly zooms, you know, using the dolly zoom in orbits and really going over very specific shots to showcase and provide examples to these students of, okay, you know, one particular scene or shot may have a thousand different elements from the way that we allow the lighting to hit the glass, from the way that we set up the camera to the subject in it, to how we move the camera, to how we tilt the camera, you know, I mean, he just went in such great depth and detail. And it was so clear how much he cared for the students, too, because yeah. he took multiple students out to just go fly with them and literally demonstrate exactly what he had just taught in class. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is uh, it's really awesome because to see someone with so much care and really to go above and beyond. I mean, that that's the type of people that we want mm -hmm. instructing here at Drone you, you Absolutely. Know? My only regret is that he couldn't be there longer. Yeah, no. He was I, only there for really one full day and a couple half days. But mm -hmm. glad to have him as, as much as we did because I thought he brought a lot of value. He did bring a lot of value, including when uh, Paul, a.k.a. me, thought I lost the trailer keys and we cut that uh, U uh, rim lock off the trailer to then find the keys 10 minutes after. And Knew it would happen. And, and literally, I mean, he like, he was, he's yoked, by the way. He's a big dude. And, you know, he was uh, cutting through it, cut himself, like got all scrappy and dirty. And I found the Swim keys. like a pig. Yeah. And then I tried playing a joke on him, like. Gotcha. And he's like, no, you didn't. That was not. No, you didn't. Like you legit lost the keys. I was like, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it was an environment of flight and a training that I don't think anyone has really done before in having that Airbnb, the food, the catering, but also the difficulty of the situation. This is something the students talked about that this particular location wasn't the 
biggest land space per se. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of tall trees, a lot of obstacles, but the students said that they actually really enjoyed that because it pushed them to be better pilots while they were there instead of kind of being like babied or yeah. um, overly sensitive towards our students. They, I, I was actually really stunned by that. They said they really enjoyed the difficulty of shooting that particular location mm-hmm. because now other locations will be seamless and easy for them. Yeah, and it... In some ways, it's not surprising because the kind of person that you're going to get at an event like this, they're going to be somebody who has kind of a high bar for themselves, high expectations of themselves. They push themselves to be better. That's why they're there in the first place. And so it kind of stands to reason that they would be excited about that environment because, yeah, it was a challenging environment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those guys, I think of Scott, (laughs) God bless him, (laughs) great dude, Um, he hadn't done any of this kind of stuff. No. Um, videography and so forth. And I mean, he's literally learning editing at night. Yeah. While we're there. You know, and I have to say, it it's really astounding because Scott is the example that if you can fly in close proximity and you have systems to stay safe, that you can really crush it in the drone world. And, you know, he was understanding that in order to get more and more business, he had to be able to market himself. Mm-hmm. He had to be able to edit video to show what he's doing. He had to be able to edit photos yeah. to do not just inspection work that's typically unedited, but rather work with light and work with, you know, night shots and, and, and different ground shots. And it's actually because of Scott that I want to hit this quick point, which is I don't care what kind of drone pilot you are, whether you're in cinematography or whether you're doing utility spec- inspections or anywhere in between, you need to know video editing, photo editing, orthomosaic construction and basic mapping really in order to best market yourself in order to keep getting those clients and set up those systems so that raking in money is just autonomous. Yeah, because Scott is, he's already got, uh, well, he's on a great trajectory in terms of his drone business, but it's very technical. Mm -hmm. Like he's got the M300, right? And he's doing inspections and so forth, mm-hmm. if I remember right. And so, yeah, he was definitely pushing himself. But he's been successful. He's a doer. He is. He's Scott, just a doer. Uh, Scott <laughs> was one it. of my favorite students, for sure. So yeah. he just, you know, no whining, no complaining, just gets shit done. And frankly, when he's got questions, he's not afraid to ask them. Confident guy, but not overly confident. You know, very stoic nature. He was awesome. I think, though, I finally earned his respect on the last day when we did a sunset boat tour and we were all going to go float in the lake and have beers. And I think I gained his respect when I turned a life jacket upside down and put my legs between it and said, boys, this is how you float in a diaper and jumped off the boat. (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't know how else you gain respect other than that. (laughs) Uh, Well, no, he said to one of the other students, he goes, that's how you know that he he grew up on the lake because he knows how to take advantage of the right tools. But that said, uh, uh, Scott is, uh, you know, he's a phenomenal phenomenal drone pilot, probably one of the best. And it also having him and really working with that M300 really showcased the pros and cons of that M300. And, you know, in one of the future shows that we're going to shoot right after this one, talking about the Phantom and it being discontinued, it just makes me think, um, and I'm going to shoot some Instagram reels on this, but literally all the drones that are coming out from DJI right now offer a fifth of the value compared to what we used to get. Mm. And they're 
five to ten times more expensive. It's almost like they realize we're giving too much value at this price point. Yeah. I mean, how else do you explain them just stopping? Uh, it's it's a really good question. Even like, you know, we had students with the Mavic 3s, M300s, like huge diversity of drones for this M600 training. M600 was there. Yeah, yeah. The Forest, yeah. And I have to say, like, honestly, you know, the M3, the Mavic 3, I have to say, I think is the absolute worst drone that DJI has ever put out. Did you have that there? Did you fly it? Uh, I had it there and I never pulled it out because uh-huh. it, it, it's just, it is terrible to fly. Like, I, I it, it sucks. It just, it's awkward. They still have yaw prioritized over roll, so you can't do subject tracking. It doesn't have attitude mode, so you really can't do subject tracking. In all these new drones that DJI is putting out, it doesn't even show the battery cells anymore. You can't even go deep into the menus, pull up the batteries. It's almost like they want you to trust their formula so that over time you end up crashing because your batteries, you can't actually see what's really going on. All you can see is that formula of percentage. Hmm. But on all the enterprise drones, oh wait, voltage is still on main screen. You buy an M30, buy M300, M600, it's still right there. Hmm. And it's almost like they are treating the consumer pilots like fools. Yeah. You know, and too bad. It's like they want you to crash. I just don't get it. Um, and I again, I really think that there might even be a business, Rob, where someone takes old phantoms, fixes them up, and like you get like a iPod Touch or an iPad your phantom and a remote and a complete system and they could even charge double what the new what new ones were going for and still be a 60% savings over the next closest thing. Yeah, that's crazy. And and have a much better more uh, diverse versatile drone. Oh yeah, Phantom shoots 4K60. You can do action sports with it. You you know, you can shoot real estate with it. You can do mapping with it. Mapping covers dozens of industries and it does it very very well. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have all these third parties that work, uh, third party apps that work with the bird. And you just don't see that with other drones. I mean, I, I see a huge opportunity here. Well, maybe it's time to start designing and building drones like we've been talking about. <laughs> there's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on on top of this move, Rob. And I just have to say, um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. W- well, one other thing, uh, other trend I think we've been seeing in these last three weeks of traveling is that part 107 is not slowing down. It's actually speeding up. And one thing I will say is we had multiple students who gave me a compliment, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for complimenting us on not just helping people get their 107, but give them everything that they need to be successful. A lot of people, and we're not doing a good job. This is our fault, Rob. We are not doing a good job of explaining all of the classes that are in the library and what you can get from them and mm-hmm. kind of the organization of taking those classes. That said, we did develop the props pilot program, which is um, slightly more than membership for a year, but it's in order. So if you're you know new to drones and or even intermediate or even advanced for some people, um, that you know, series of courses is going to be instrumental in helping you develop the right school skills, excuse me, systems and business building techniques to really take your business to a point of you're not working 60 hours a week, you're working 35 to 40 hours a week, you've got the right skills, you understand how to work with clients, how to sell yourself. I just appreciate those compliments of people saying, look, I took 107 elsewhere and then I saw your stuff and I should have jumped into your stuff. I couldn't believe it was so low cost, blah, blah, blah. And then I went in there and I was stunned. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what else from the experience training jumped out 
at you that uh, that we should talk about? Well, there was two more things. One is, you know, part of this experience training was setting up scenes for students to film. So scenes with the house, scenes with the boat, scenes with cars, scenes with models. You know, we had multiple scenes set up so that they could learn how to get different perspectives with the idea and the intent or goal of creating a video as if this were a resort, as if this were an experience in itself to showcase not only the home or the Airbnb, but showcasing what you could do there. And I have to say, at the end of this podcast, we want to show some of the videos from students because I think it's very interesting. You know, we had a engineer from Lockheed who made a video. Um, and then, you know, we had a guy who does videography in Miami who just crushed it. Yeah. Because part of the ex experience training was creating three deliverables, photos, videos, and ortho mosaics. The videos had to be delivered in a high-res format, a social media format, and the photos had to be delivered in SEO web format and also full res format. But the orthomosaic guest map, I have to say, George is from Miami. You know, I'm sure he's seen a lot of resort maps before. Man, he crushed it. Yeah, he did. He was the winner, by the way. Yeah, he was the winner. Um, George, great job. Seriously, great job. What I liked about George is that he took advantage of all the free time to go get shots mm -hmm. to like start prepping in the beginning of the week and not waiting for things to build really up. most i think i think in some way they all did i mean i know anthony burtz we called him that's his last name i saw him out there a ton yeah. uh, getting extra shots and working with jake when he could and i know everybody was trying to get jake's time but anyways, yeah, I know they were all out there, I think, trying. It's just I think George definitely had an upper hand because he does this stuff in Miami. He does. I, I really like Burt's, too, by the way. There was a lot of uh, uh, life knowledge that he was he was throwing out that, honestly, I, I have to say he he's a good dude, man. He just yeah. he is a very good dude. Yeah. And, um, you know, he said, I never give, you know, events or trainings a 10. And then after we went and did the lake float for sunset and then had dinner and drinks Thanks, with HB. everyone. <laughs> yeah. He, he said he was like, OK, now I'll give it a 10. So <laughs> I appreciate that, Burtz. Well, Rob, I think to end uh, end this show, um, I think what we should do is, you know, I'm sure Kirill has played some of the video that we did. We edited that video in front of the students, by the way, before their deliverables were due. We slash Paul. Um, <laughs> that said, uh, I think what we I want to do is let's show just a couple of clips from uh, various students' videos. Uh, we've got four here. We'll probably probably play a few, you know, 15, 30 second clips of each one. Maybe we play the whole George video because he won. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's so we're, we'll end it with George's video who won the experience training. Before we get to that, Rob, when do you think we're going to be throwing the next one? It's a good question. Um, and where are we going to be throwing the next one? I'd like to do it up where we're going to be living in Colorado. There's yeah. lakes up there too. Um, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably going to be early spring. Okay. That would be my guess. I've already had multiple people text me like legit. Really? Hey, when are you doing this again? I want to well, do we'll it. Well, we'll talk about it. I mean, if, if, we're, if there's demand and, and we can fit it in, I know we have a lot going on through the end of the year. We sure do. But, I think... Uh, uh, it was fun. It was it, very much worth the effort putting it all together and totally lo would look forward to doing it again. Yeah, totally. I think what we should do is a winter-themed one and a spring-themed one. Mm. So, like, cover Colorado and, like, if you were to do winter sports and whatnot mm. and then maybe go back to McQueenie 
because now we know what to expect with that house. So Ooh, that's true. That's true. And it was a perfect house for that. It really was. It was great. It really was. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I know we kind of just talked about our experience training, but what I learned from that is just how critical it is of the basics uh, and having a huge foundation of the basic skills, photo editing, video editing, stacking images for HDR, nighttime aerial photography, you know, really learning to play with light flying in close proximity, shooting ortho mosaics, and creating systems of data organization to make your life easy. One student put it this way, Rob, that we packed five years of of knowledge and learning into a week. Wow, that's definitely high praise. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and I just want to say that for all of you pilots out there, you know, you've got to keep pushing yourself. As entrepreneurs, we kind of get in this comfort zone where things are going well and we like try to calm down. In order to be successful over the long term, you got to keep pushing yourself and learn things that excite you because then it makes it easy. But um, hopefully we'll do an experience training this spring and you can join us for mapping trainings. Uh, we're throwing a new version of our mapping trainings, new packages. We're going to still have the same mapping trainings, but we're going to expand upon them to do longer classes, to do uh, complex 3D modeling, to cover some additional deliverables as well, and turning uh, a essentially a three-day class into a four- or five-day class, not including Flight Mastery. Also, I'm not sure if they're on this, the, the website yet, but all of our classes upcoming throughout the end of the year will be on the website soon, and you can plan to join us as well. If you want to earn that educational discount, fly in close proximity, and gain confidence to fly in any environment, don't miss out on one of our numerous Flight Mastery trainings that are going on all over. So thanks again for joining us. My name is Paul. I'm Rob. And I'm proud to be a drone pilot and proud to be able to help people like you in any way I can. This is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.